All right, back here on the sports grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing Spit of the One and Twos. Today's show is being presented by Dosecchi's. Get a dose. 87737Grind. All right, keeping it moving uh, as we go along here. Um, I pretty much, you know, kind of touched on everything I wanted to uh, in the NFL side uh, for today. Uh, you know, I know teams are still – I like to get coaches, you know, reactions early on around this time when you have, you know, the the OTAs going. You get a sense of each team and direction or what, you know, is kind of going on. What are you going to say? Well, I know one of the ones we had highlighted on today's docket is the Barkley situation. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, supposedly, according to reports – uh, an offer is back on the table to Barkley from the Giants. Now, this is an offer that is supposed to stem from the original offer uh, that they gave him. Now, the terms were and everything was never really found out <clears throat> in regards to what that offer was. But July 17th is a very important date, which we're pretty much a couple days from being a month dead on from that 30 days out. Because July 17th, Barkley's got to decide what he wants to do. He needs, he's got two options. Either he's going to play under the tag or either he's just going to hold out and not show up to camp. So July 17th, if you're a Giants fan, July 17th is very important. Now, I'm pretty sure we're going to find out here soon what this offer is back on the table. Um, to be honest with you, the way that's worded back on the table, I, the question I have was why, would it, why was it even taken off for the first, in the first place? Unless there was some, you know, you get in negotiations, you get he's like, oh, well, we ain't going to offer you that. But not saying that's what happened. But when you use that terminology saying, hey, well, it's back on the table. Well, why was it ever taken off? Evidently, he's not really happy with the offer that they're trying to give him. And it's funny. We had this topic on this show yesterday. Go check out the podcast on sportsgroundonline.com. But today, CBS Sports comes out with their disgruntled you know, running backs list, potentially, of who's what. And I just spent a whole time yesterday speaking on the running back thing. But Jonas just poo-pooed off. We're like, well, there's nothing wrong with them. Screw them. They had their shot. No, man. They're important. You, you can't win without it. You win some games, okay? You win a playoff game. You're not winning a Super Bowl in a single elimination with no running game whatsoever. Not, not, you know, and if it does happen, it's once in a blue moon, but it, it really don't happen. So um, we'll see. I will tell you if I had to guess right now, come July 17th, I think, and I don't even know who Barkley's agent is, but I will tell you that he's going to be there. He might not be there day one. He might take a few fines, but honestly, he's going to be there, and he's going to sign the tag, and he's going to play under the tag. Because now, Jonas, I believe the tag puts him at the upper echelon of the running backs, top running back pays. Uh, so I know we got Zeke that's pretty much unemployed. So where to just I mean you don't have to give exact, but where do you think ballpark that that sets the 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 bar at? I guess now that we got Zeke doesn't have that contract anymore because that was kind of the standard. Uh, you still got Derrick Henry still employed with Titans, so he was one of the few guys that got a decent contract. So what does that bar set if he plays under the tag? Barkley's tag is ten million. 
And the most he's made from the Giants since playing is probably annually. And I keep giving you uh, Stump the Schwab. I would say if he's at 10, so I would say what, maybe 3 million? Two, around two to four, maybe three to four tops per year. They're still on the rookie deal, maybe somewhere around there. So you're probably looking at about an increase of, don't tell me, I'm going to take a ballpark, price is right. You're probably looking at an increase, if the $10 million is the tag, I would say an increase of about 5 or $6 million of salary. A uh, th- increase of three. Three. Uh, last year, his salary was $7 million. Um, his biggest year was his rookie year, uh, where he won Offensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, so 2018, he took a, took home a grand total of 21 million dollars. Uh, the next year, 2019, uh, earned 1.8. Uh, year three, 3.4. Year four was 4.8, and last year was 7.2. Okay. Well, damn. So in so five, that, five seasons, he's made 38 million dollars. Okay, but what that tells me, though, let's not. I don't want to concentrate on the whole logist of his contract but let's just talk about the annually so what that's even telling me so you mean to tell me if he signs the tag the tag at the running back position to put him at the top two three average of the top five is 10 million is 10 million dollars man that's uh according to spotrack that's uh the his market value is twelve million a year, so they're about to, at an to average tag. salary. So it's so the that's where they've got him at. Uh, for, it would be his market value contract again through Spotrack and their calculator uh, would be four years, forty nine million dollars uh, total. Okay, value. total value. Okay. Well, the way I look at it, I I'm not going to totally throw the Giants under the bus because I kind of see a little bit where they're coming from in regards to the risk factor over his history okay that's one we know they pay you we we know danny dimes got the big piece of chicken this offseason according to him which was pretty much still a discount but it's danny dimes do it again um with barkley i kind of see the giants in saying that hey you know he's got an injury history he's gone through this we don't know we topped that money so to me but at the other the other side of the spectrum if i'm in barkley's camp Two million below my market value if I play on this tag. And there is a risk that I could get hurt again and that I'm never seeing any basically, you know, money or future money. So I've this is a big important contract for Barkley. That's why he's not there now, and that's why he's probably gonna miss a couple days uh, of camp or maybe a couple weeks. Barkley's made some money off the field. He hasn't, I mean, he doesn't have big, big major endorsements, but he's made some, he's made some good chunk of change off the field where he's not, you know, that desperate to have to give back money. But yet and still, when them fines start rolling in, most guys in the NFL, they don't want to pay him. And it hurts. Okay, because it hurts. Uncle Sam's already in your pocket, and now you want the league getting the money to go put it off to charities. So I think the equal what's fair is I think the Giants should come back to with him with an offer. That puts him probably at thirteen. I would say at, at I would say put him puts him at twelve million a year. Let's say what his what the twelve to thirteen million. 
and then incentivize it with upload the guarantee and incentivize it with incentives. How many snaps you play? How many games you complete? Do you play a percentage of games? All that stuff circles around in case you get hurt or you go out again and like, oh, here we go with Barkley again. And Jonas, like I told you, that's what I think is fair. But to sit there and think that man should play off of $10 million. And one thing that me and Jonas kind of got, you know, brain fart yesterday about, yeah, the Giants made the playoffs. They lost to the Eagles, but they made the playoffs. And he came back and had that kind of season. You got to reward him somewhere. I'm not saying going crazy. I ain't saying give him Zeke money, uh, you know, Derrick Henry money in his guarantee. But you got to, you can't expect him to play one year on a one year tag at $10 million. Go ahead. If he were to sign, his cap hit is going to be that $10, $10 million. That ties him with Josh Jacobs right there. Uh, Derrick Henry has the biggest cap hit right now. Again, looking at Spotrack for the 2023 season uh, at $16 million. Nick Chubb, number two, 14.8. And then Joe Mixon, number three, at 12.7. Just in terms of where what, what their cap hit, you know, bonuses, base salary, everything combined. Or, or guaranteed and base salary combined for this season. So he's already, I mean, his, fact, his number, he's, he is top four. What at, if he plays at the ten million? At ten million, he's he, he ties yeah, up but with that's Josh not... Jacobs for fourth for the. This isn't even so much about Saquon. It's just about like you said before the devaluing of the running back position. Whether it's because even even the workhorses like Derrick Henry uh, have have missed games in in, in 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 recent years, and when you're paying that for one running back, and you can probably get two or three guys off the practice squad for that same amount. And you're looking at, okay, well, if he's only averaging three yards per pickup and he's not really that instrumental to what we're trying to do offensively. I will tell you this. I think obvious, that's why we spent a lot of time on this yesterday. It is it is about, you're right, it is about devalue, the, the position being devalued. But the problem is. Is he I, worth changing the market for but, but, Saquon? So, but, but I think somebody's got to do it, Jonas, because at the end of the day, just like any other position, you can't like. It, it, I believe that in in NFL, if we call the NFL, and I, trust me, I'm, I haven't never been this strong on a take like this on in regards to this subject since I've been doing this show. So this is not like something I've been on this soapbox or dying on a hill on for for running backs. No, I'm just telling you as this is coming into perspective here, what the way I look at this and the way I've thought about this is we can't, in one hand, we can't, and coaches, I ain't talking about radio guy, I ain't talking about fan. I'm talking about you can't be NFL coaches, NFL GMs, and owners, and come out and preach to the fan base and the media that the NFL is the ultimate team sport. We need everybody, we need 52 guys believing. We need everybody pulling on one. It's the ultimate team sport. It's the hardest championship to win. Now, I can't tell you something different, but in my opinion, it's one of the hardest championships to win. You can't preach that and then basically go years and years and say, oh, you know what? That position, the running back, the value, it don't, it don't matter. We don't really need them. That's false advertising. That's false propaganda. And and, and what I'm saying is, is the fact that the in the in the second part of that take is, when you say, well, do we want to change it for Barkley? Well, it comes down to where, like I always tell you, there's levels in everything, man. I, you just can't. Yes, you can go get your running back in the fourth round, the fifth round, the sixth round, and they can come out and get you 1,500 yards, 1,200. You can find gems and running backs. I get it. 
But you, but when you say that, there's also other levels to where there's running backs that separate themselves that make a difference besides just an average running back to get in your system. That's my point. And Barkley, when he's healthy, he's one of those backs. Right, but even those backs aren't making that much of a difference and financially why that that's why his that's why his value is there and, no and i and that's why i'm telling you the market is screwed it's messed up because they are a very important piece to you winning look what's the one thing that they say basically yo can sean payton fix russ can sean payton fix russ well what is the one thing that sean payton has done since he showed up to doe valley to start before we see this on a football field to try to pick fix russ oh let's get better the offense line and let's get a running game why do you think they go out and sign the kid from cincinnati oh and they're kicking the tires on delvin hook oh they're worried about you uh you know javante williams come back why because they got us won a super bowl whether y'all think he was just handing off and it was just the legion of boom Regardless of what you think, the make him better, you need a running game. It helps a struggling quarterback. They'll tell you rookies, vets, a running game helps the quarterback. So to me, it's it's there's nothing to justify when when you look at look, I can understand Zeke not being signed. And I think the common denominator between Delvin Cook, Zeke Elliott, Kareem Hunt. Barkley, all these dudes are not on technically a roster right now. Well, he just ain't signed the tag. Barkley, we're talking about is because they're probably it's money. They're asking for too much. So my point is, you can we can't be in an era, or well, not to say an era. That's the wrong thing to say. We can't be a time where we're sitting here at a particular position, and you got these kind of names. Ain't nobody can get picked up. Ain't nobody got picked up. Look. The reason why I've never harped on this stuff before, because I believe and I've seen it before, it comes in cycles. But like I told you all yesterday, before Lawrence Taylor snapped Joe Theismann's leg in half, left tackles, blind, the, the guy that protects the blind side of the quarterback, they wasn't getting paid really nothing. They were the afterthought. They were damn near sitting over there with the kicker, damn near almost doing it on the, on the, on the sideline, over there with the lone. We know the ones that nobody really wants, the kickers about themselves. When he got his leg snapping, if somebody had, what are we doing LT? Left tackles start getting paid. You start getting your Joe Thomases of the world, porting guys like that on the edge. The reason why I haven't made this a big, because I've never seen a position be stuck in the mud like this that's getting screwed and jacked around like they don't mean anything. That's all. And no, I don't believe that all running backs are created equal. That's crazy. That's crazy. There was no duplicates of Jim Brown. There was no duplicate Walter Payton's. There was no duplicates Barry Sanders. We haven't seen that. There was no duplicates LaDainian Thomason. No, I've seen Emmitt Smith a lot. Behind that line, Daryl Johnson, come on. Jonas and I could have basically broke the all-Russian record behind that line and Daryl Johnson. But you get the point. They're going to have to meet in the middle with the contract. He, he, I don't think he can play this game in missing because if I'm his agent, say, uh, go to Google. I'm going to give you this name to type in to Google and do your research and then call me later tomorrow. I've got a couple of meetings. His name is Le'Veon Bell. Get back with me tomorrow. You decide what you want to do. He ain't in a situation where he's just going to sit there and take his ball, go home and say, all right, that's it. 
I, but I do feel that he is one of the faces of the franchise. He earned this contract for coming back last year. I knew he was run, what he was running for. I told everybody, I said, dude, this is a contract year for him. They've got to come into some agreement. And again, I see the Giants car, buyer beware. Go to Carfax. Check under the hood. I get it. But $10 million and fourth and after that, give him some guarantee. Give him more because I guarantee you, it, like, it's it's one of those even the respect and i'll tell you this and we can move on you can add what you're going to do and we can move on but i will tell you this i always say this other guys in that locker room on the defensive side of the ball and the offensive side of the ball whether they've had surgeries rehabs before they've been clean bill of health they're saying if they're treating him like that speaking of barkley and he's one of the faces of this franchise how in the hell are they going to treat me when I'm talking about getting ready to talk about my contract? It's always trickle-downs effects to this in an organization in the locker room. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail, like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients, just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang, always bold, always ready. Go to zingzang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to ChooseTiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Lights, please turn off the lights. For now, everything just seems so right. And how you make the darkness seem so bright. I'm feeling like things gonna be alright. Alright, back here on the sports grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spinning the one and twos. Today's show was presented by Dosekis. Get a dose. We've been broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. And this last segment of the day is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang. All right. Keep in mind, Texas summers can get hot. But now they know they're blazing with new Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary mix. The latest addition to the Zing Zang lineup brings the same great, bold, and delicious taste that you already know, only much hotter. Shake things up with Zing Zang's Blazing Bloody Mary mix made with premium ingredients and crafted for a bold and savory taste. That is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 
And also, always remember to zing zang responsibly. 105 tomorrow, or Friday. 105. That's why I already every put time my I do this, in the fridge. Every time I do this live read, this new, this new material they've given us, Texas summers can get hot. Hell yeah. 105. That's why I can't stand people down here in this region. Not just a 210, but El Paso. I don't know what the weather. They get, they, you know, that's a little bit different up there. They can get some cool. But every time in the Texas region, just in the south, you know, like complaining when it's like 32 or falls below 30. It's like man, we like where are we live in a hundred we live in a state of orange and red on the weather map like five months out of the year, six months out of the year feels like a long time. And and people complain when it gets cold. Like stop. Stop. And then the summertime, like I've always said, man, you have tourists downtown. It's a tourist city here in San Antonio. When it gets heat, you hear, go downtown. Like, well, we're in June, and this is going to start hot. And I hope, Jonah, and I'm, if it's a hot-ass summer, you blame it on Jonas with this El Nino uh, fact. I just report we go. the news. Yeah, that's what they say. I got it. Look. I cite my sources. Okay. I'm not saying you don't. I'm just saying I do. No, I am. I'm making my own damn. So and I'll say sources report. I just tell you what I think. I read between the lines. A damn Jay Glazer or anybody like that. Uh, get it from the plug. I worry about plugs, not sources. Just kidding. Anyway, look, man. What I'm telling you is that when we're watch, we're in June. So if this becomes a hot summer, because like you said, because of El Nino, when we get July. You go down to like I-10 down here in the 210 San Antonio, you just eat. Let's say you just want to go downtown. You got a tourist. You hear nothing but ambulance. Ambulance just coming here because you get them people from the north like, hey, let's go visit the Alamo, Tom. Yeah, bring y'all's ass down here from Chicago or whatever. And when you hit that 104.5 on your neck, you start passing out. Now, granted, because of the change of the earth. So if you just say that instead of saying global warming, it doesn't come political. But if you just say because the changing of the crust in the earth being old and the weather patterns changing. People up north and people everywhere has started in the last couple of years experiencing more temperatures than normal. You know, it'd be a good investment. Because of the weather and the earth changing, not climate change, but your earth is changing. I'm telling you, man, if Obama's administration never says climate change, this you would get both sides to say, like, you know what? This is different. You know, glaciers melting off in the desert, dead bodies coming up because the, the down there by the water's getting low. Fish just, you know, coming up. Shark attacks on the sand and stuff. Sharks coming in close to the shore because of hot temperature. Oh, nothing's going on here. It's all just fake news. Yeah, whatever. But you know what would be a good investment, though, since the earth is changing? What's that? To go up in Colorado, in the Colorado areas, in the New York areas, and those towns that houses that are really not built with AC because they're not accustomed to really hot temperatures, and get an AC company down there or whatever to start installing. Because over the next couple of years, these houses up north that you always say, well, we don't even have AC. Our, our house didn't even come with an AC unit. That stuff going to be changing by the time we 2023. By the time we in 2026, the way the path we're going with Earth and stuff changing, uh, them homes up there are going to start having AC. Just look what happened to London last year. Like their businesses, none of their businesses are equipped with AC. And they had to shut down the malls when that heat wave came last summer because they. I'm like, how do you shop in a place with no AC? I didn't even know that. I'm like they don't even have AC. 
but we'll tell you about the royal family though we'll, we'll put a four-hour wedding on on our, all our networks to worry about the royal family but they ain't got ac yeah i think that's a good idea bottom line of that segment it could be hot as hell friday hold on to your butts 877-37-GRIND yeah. Just be sure to use baby powder first. It's crazy you just said that because I was crossing my mind and thinking that. And, but you know what? That causes cancer, they say. I used to do that trick until I read somewhere they call cancer. But I'm like, man, it's hot as a sail down here, man. I'm, you know, I'll take my chance. It might be minus 500 or plus 200. The chances are you use about 20 years of baby powder on your apple sack to keep cool. What's the chances you're going to? Hey, man, I might. We get over 105, I'm going to take them chances. Knock on wood, man. It's hereditary in my family. It's like I'm doomed for it probably anyway. But anyway, so powder on. 877-37 grind. Okay, man. Back to the sports world. I think I covered everything in the NFL that I wanted to. There was a couple of things. Let's go to uh, baseball. I kind of talked about it early on last night. You know, the Rangers lost game two to the A's. They won 7-3. The other story from last night, the Oakland Athletics. Yesterday was their official reverse Sell the team. Don't no. Hey, reverse. They had record attendance last night. I think they would. They had over like twenty five thousand people show up. Uh, yeah, most at a Tuesday night home game attendance since twenty eighteen. Um, and it was a good. It was a good crowd. I would, I had that one in a in a mini screen while I was watching uh, game five because I wanted to see how they were covering if they were really going to pay any attention to. You know, the sell T-shirts and stuff like oh, that. Oh, okay. Uh, so I, I wanted to see how it was going. And then uh, following it on social media last night, the A's in a distraction, uh, you know, fake hustle maybe, they announced before the game that all ticket proceeds would go to Alameda County um services i didn't hear about that so eight hundred eleven thousand dollars um you you had the you know the uh the citizens of oakland and fans of the a's um you know gave into the you know came out in in droves and um the team turned turned it into some good pr or attempted to because you know i'm not letting them slide on this when i'm calling calling them out uh, but in terms of you know donating the, that back into the community, um, a lot of the fans on Twitter underneath the response were, uh, "How about you just go ahead and give that to the city to, to build the new new stadium or whatever?" Man, because uh, it was it was it was just a rough look. You know, um, and it was also bark at the park night. Oh, they had that too. Yeah. They tried to hit the double whammy. The ownership said, "Like, hey, man, we got these losers coming to protest. Like, this is gonna make a difference. Let's capitalize on this. Let's see if we can have come up with a theme over there. Oh, just saw Petco do it. Let's do bark in the park night." Like, man, I'm gonna tell everybody, man, it's time to, you know, basically put that dog to bed. Anyway, <laughs> tell you, man, I got off to a crazy start day on hump day. Um, look. You know, it's funny that you bring, well, I was going to bring this up anyway, but I was having a conversation with Salami about this last night uh, during text, and he initiated. Shout out to him. It's his birthday today, by the way. Still don't know how old he is. Happy birthday, o- Salami. Old as hell. You know, 
he asked me the, the one point I told because we kind of disagreed. He's like, look, I said, man, the way teams are going now, because he was saying the value that he's looking at the A's about one point two billion. I was like, man, I think he'd get more than that. He's like, yeah, in the sale of a stadium, but not the state of it is. I'm thinking like, okay, man, maybe you you've been out the loop for a while, something because these teams, you'd be shocked. Like that was a test for me. Like, yeah, man, this dude isn't really paying attention to sports anymore. But the one thing he mentioned when I told him about this this this. Uh, this bit they were doing, this camp, this reverse. He brought up a good point. It's like, what is the point? What I would tell those fans last night, because I was thinking about this. I was like, you know what, son, you're right. That is true. Like, I was telling their fans, I would tell these 25,000 people they ain't showed up to one game before all season, but they showed up to this one. Do you think this owner selling the team is going to make a difference? No, it won't. In their situation, let me tell you why, because we talked about the red tape that is with the with the county and the places down there where they're at is so thick that even a new owner would be coming in and have it hard pressed to get approved for a new stadium. And I was like, you know what? You're right. I was like, that is true. Like they're like, yes, they're protesting. They want to blame it on the, the ownership and this and all that. And like some said, the owner don't care, man. His history shows you he don't give it. It doesn't matter if he gets the chance to sell. If he's going to move. He's moving. As a matter of fact, um, the Treasury or something department has to review. They got reviewed. They got approved last night for three hundred and eighty million dollars in Nevada funds. Now that still has to get passed by another group, politics wise, local to approve that three eighty. But to those people that showed up last night, because first of all, if you've been showing up like that, it might not be a problem. But for what they're telling the, that they want this owner to sell the team, they're missing the boat. Because if you go back to the history of the city, there's a lot of red tape when you talk about trying to get a new state. That's why Mark Davis had to sit there and use San Antonio and Alamo like, hey, let's take a fly to San Antonio and think we're, we might be thinking about relocating to San Antonio. We fell for it. And I took calls every day. Hey, Kyle, man, what do you think, man? You think NFL we can support? You think they're coming? No, man, they're using us. Okay? Mark just riding around downtown, had the locals here. Just, oh, the Raiders could be coming. I'm like, y'all are fools. Mark's in that plane and that hill looking over there like, what is that? I don't know. We've counted like about maybe five, seven trap houses, but that's okay. They were using it as leverage. To Vegas the whole time. I've been through this with the Rays. My point is, that's why Mark had to leave. Because it came down, we're talking about an NFL team. It's the local officials down there that make it impossible in red tape for any type of new stadium to be built. This has been an ongoing thing for over a decade with the Oakland Athletics. And it's just finally come to roost and we finally got Vegas playing sports and playing ball with professional teams and the owner of the athletics look at a prime opportunity to go because to be honest with you if i was nevada and i'm pretty sure this is why we heard oh they let their this is what it's going to look like and before that it was like oh we broke ground and we talked about it, it was news and the people in nevada said hold on wait a minute we ain't heard nothing about it. that was negotiations because they knew automatically like uh you'll pay anything if we let you come over here because we know how bad your ass ain't gonna get one built in oakland Chestnut checkers, people. So tell those 25,000 plus young millennial social media losers last night that showed up with their shirts, sell the team. Do you even know what you're fighting for? Okay. When Dr. Martin Luther King was marching across Selma and he had a whole bunch of people follow him, they knew what they were marching for. They knew what they were protesting about. 
why they were getting sprayed and attacked by Doberman Pensions and, and German Shepherds. They knew. Do these 25,000, because see, today in social media, whatever trends, and if you want to, if you're lonely and you want to be a part of a group, it could be positive, it could be negative, it could send your ass to jail, it could put you on a terrorist list. But the bottom line is the accessible to be able to get part of a group just to go do something. We're going to show up here. We're all going to do here. We're going to do here. We're going to show up here. We're going to show up to the nation's capital and we're going to march on there. You can do anything. So it doesn't surprise me they got 25,000 people to put on shirts to say sell the team when you don't know what you're really fighting for, man. You don't understand the walls and the red tape to why, even if you get a new owner come in there. You can get cronky to say, do I own a baseball team? Is a baseball team available? You can get cronky to come in and buy your team, and he couldn't get and he fought St. Louis. He, I mean, the pretty much is he just basically stole them from St. Louis in a night and told them, hey, y'all ain't building here. We're moving. He couldn't even get a stadium approved in Oakland. Come on. They tried everything for 10 years to try to get support for a stadium. They brought in, you know, MC Hammond used to be a bat boy when he was younger. Real story with the Oakland Athletics. They've even tried to hammer his ass out over the last five or eight years to try to get him to officials to talk, to try to get interest in building a stadium. And they told him, sorry, Hammer. You need to be too legit to quit on this one because it ain't happening. And you know what's lost in this all? The A's won another game last night. And I know you, you like stories, even though you told us this was going to be the end of the whole storyline. You're done with that. And I know you brought up the whole, this is Major League. Let's take a piece of clothing. No, nah, man. You know what? I look at it the other way. I look at it. This is, this is, I'm mad. If I'm an A's fan or if I'm manager of that A's, I'm like, look, it takes some negative press about this team losing for y'all to wake up and welcome to the 2023 baseball season. And now y'all are competing. I mean, the A's got a roster. What? They spending like $10. Their payroll's like $10. They got guys from double, triple A. But the bottom line is they were going out with no emotions and no effort for the first month of the season to even get this worst record. They won like what five out of seven games now six eight and I look they be they be heavy dogs every night I mean I don't care who they're pitching you know in baseball it's a little bit different than basketball and NFL you got lines what you really pay attention to is pitching matchups they be getting plus two fifty plus two four but they steady with now because now all of a sudden you want to play it's the same they ain't done no trades have we heard anybody have they brought anybody up from the minors that all of a sudden they've got three guys up sent three guys down no it's the same team but now they won all of a sudden i'm pissed like what, what is that for because you know look it's still early early but what are they i think through this whole winning i think they're still what like 18 and 50 or like 15 and something they still got like 45 to 50 losses already or something like that excuse me yeah, so what do you got? Uh, yeah, they're 19 and 50. There you go. Uh, which still puts them 23 and a half games back in the AL West. Um, but if they're, I guess it's better late than never. You know, maybe, maybe it was part of, you know, the team was just kind of down because just another year of coming out there with, you know, without another star on the team, coming off of an offseason. No, I agree. You know, so so it might be a little bit tough, and then you start to get the city behind you. Cause, cause, and then you're also just like, I mean, hell, even those players are like, am I going to be a part of the move to Las Vegas? Do I need to start? Do I need to look at selling my house and start trying to buy property out there? Uh, well, well, are they going to go and get, get all new free agents when they make this move? And then I'm just like, you know, trying to find a job. So... 
they, there could be a lot of distractions personally. But again, better late than never. And, you know, all of this drama, if it's also waking up the team, it's also going as far as to wake up the Oakland um, political scene as well. The mayor was, you know, has, has been hitting the media the, the media circuit as well uh talking about hey we're ready to renegotiate yeah, we're, we're trying to get a deal that's done crap. that's bull crap but you see the public outcry uh it's making every it's, it's making you know the a's are making regular news across the country um you know for their losing but also now for this of course it's dominating the sports cycle in a sense as far as baseball goes um so i i think that if you can get something, if you can get the team sold, and maybe again, it just could come back to how much you're getting public funding wise, and if the mayor is, you know, if the mayor is able to make do what they're supposed to do in politics and work both sides of the aisle to get something done for the council, and it means you know, keeping the last team in Oakland in Oakland, then maybe we start to see something from this. Maybe this was enough to not only wake up the team, but to wake up the city of Oakland itself. I don't know who the mayor is um, down there. Uh, Shang Tao. Shang Tao. Um, now, in Shang Tao's defense, he probably hasn't been tenure a mayor through this whole process of the last 10 or 15 uh, years she. trying to do. Oh, she. I'm sorry. Apologize. Okay. It's, it's a she, she. It's an actual she. Okay. Just make sure. Okay. Yes. All right, just wait. Hey, you don't know, man. Trying to change with the times, man. Um, in fairness to her, she wasn't here through this whole 15-year process that I'm talking about, okay? But reality of it is, I don't believe that. I, I, you talk about flying in the first base. To say we're here to renegotiate, yeah, it's like, oh, okay. Hey, honey, you, you what? You left me because I didn't want to marry you. I just went to, I just went to Jared's. Too late now. I've been waiting around for 15 years. I don't want to marry your ass. So now all of a sudden they're getting ready to leave and the sexy hot chick is willing to take them and say, hey, you can move in with me, baby. Now they want to say, oh, hold on. Wait a minute. We're willing to really talk. No. Well, it could be about the negotiator on the other side potentially changing. The, 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 the story has now changed from working with Fisher to trying to get, trying to get Fisher out. Okay. So maybe that's the message. Good luck. All right, man. That is a wrap for today. Special thanks to producer of the show, Jonas Clark, San Antonio. El Paso, Abilene, people up in Lubbock, people up in Tyler, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and people down in Laredo. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning for you at the snooze button, for you off the rack, just ask yourself. You grind in peace. See you tomorrow. When life sounds too much like this. It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special Nam and Seafood Lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 
it's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits and world-class wine to chips, dips and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here.